you're losers. I have all the money. Compare your lives to mine and then kill yourselves. Welcome back to the Tech Weasel Podcast for Friday, June 12th, 2020. As always, I'm your host, Paul Huizinga, and you may have noticed that we skipped a week. That's because I took the time to actually get techweasel.com set up and running last week, and it's loaded up with all the episodes of the podcast content, plus some bonus videos and some other fun stuff. Now, for the more recent podcasts, the individual episodes also include a text version for those of you who would prefer to read instead of listen, and I try to throw in relevant links for all your rabbit hole diving pleasure as well. This week, we're going to talk about scams, because they seem to be enjoying a renaissance on social media right now. Now, back in my youth, there was a classic con game that was actually somewhat organized and stretched from coast to coast. It was the white van speaker scam. Here's how it worked. You'd be filling up at the gas station or coming back to your car at the mall, and a guy would approach you from the eponymous white van with an offer that was hard to refuse. Now, him and his buddy had been delivering these high-end home stereo speakers, you see, and at the warehouse, instead of loading his van with ten of them, they'd given him ten pairs instead. For a couple hundred bucks, he'd be willing to sell you a pair. Now, he probably even had a glossy one-page full-color sales sheet that touted the quality and specifications of the speakers, And more often than not, they had a brand name that sounded like something you might have heard before, like Audio-Technic or Janssen were always some of their favorites. And the list price on the sheet was something like $1,200 a pair for these studio reference quality speakers. Of course, the actual speakers were junk, and the boxes that they were packaged in probably cost more than what was inside. They were bought by the container load from Asian suppliers, the housings were made of paperboard, the speakers themselves had voice cones made of horse-glued Chinese newspaper, and the wiring was, like, worse than a cheap string of Christmas lights. But of course, by the time you took them home, tried to hook them up to your receiver, and discovered they were complete trash, the white van guys were long gone. This scam persisted for a surprisingly long time, with people running it off and ripping off their ground-level employees as well as their customers by paying them with bad checks or fake bonuses on worthless gift cards. Now, at its peak, you could literally find white van scams in every decent-sized metropolitan area from Portland, Maine to San Diego, and the whole thing was almost down to a science in terms of the consistent pitch, the terrible products, and the fake sales materials. While you still see it from time to time these days, often with crappy video projectors instead of speakers, the fact that it's really easy to look things up instantly on a mobile phone has made it a lot harder to work this con than it used to be in the pre-internet days. However, the internet has made other ripoffs much, much easier, and a lot less risky. Of course, you can't keep a good grifter down, and these days the white band scammers have migrated to social media. Now, if you spend any amount of time on Facebook, which I am told is the social media for old people nowadays, there's two specific kinds of scams you'll run into all the time. They rely on people's hopefulness, greed, and the phrase, well, it can't hurt to try, in order to survive and spread. Instead of selling you worthless consumer electronics, the goal is to identify targets for future rip-offs, or even to steal your identity directly. The first version takes advantage of a well-known, but not top-shelf celebrity's fame. Usually it's uh, Ellen DeGeneres, but you'll also see Tyler Perry, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, or other B-listers used. 
Now, the post will usually be from an account that was created just days or even hours earlier, and will feature a video of the celebrity doing random things, and sometimes even promoting a legitimate charity pulled from their real social media account. The text of the post will say that they're giving away cash, cars, prepaid credit or gift cards, and a wide range of other things. All you have to do is like, share, and respond to the post with something like Pick Me. If you do, you'll typically get an auto-response private message that encourages you to click on a link to confirm your eligibility for a prize. This flavor of scam has been around long enough that Facebook has deployed some countermeasures to automatically find and squash attempts to perpetrate it, like triggering on certain keywords. In the arms race between scammers and social media platforms, though, the con men have stepped up their game, and so they'll often use a character set from an alternate language that looks enough like English for people to be able to read it, but are it's just meaningless garbage in that particular tongue. Now, if you've ever seen a post come across your feed that has a weird-looking font, or are a lot of characters with accents or diacritical marks, you can be pretty certain you're seeing this at work. It's hard for Facebook to automatically filter this out, because if they simply deleted every post full of meaningless garbage, they'd kill half their traffic. While it's easy to spot once you're aware of it, it would simply take too much manpower to manually police these kind of pages and posts, so for now, the scammers are winning that particular battle. The other variation on this con is also a fake giveaway, but instead of a celebrity handing out cash, it's something like a company offering a free $150,000 diesel pusher RV, a toter home for pulling a race car, or even a tiny house. They'll use some legitimate manufacturer and a gallery of photos stolen from the real company, but the page will just be a few days old and only have one or two posts. The template for this scam is typically a variation on Charlotte D, the winner of our original contest, didn't respond, or is under 18, or is Canadian and isn't eligible, so we're redoing the drawing. Enter before Sunday for your chance to win. Now, once again, you're encouraged to like and share and respond with, to the post with something like Pick Me. I have a lot of friends who are racers, and they seem to be completely unable to resist this one. Show them a Jayco Toter Home giveaway, and you could just ask them for their social media password, and they'd give it to you in order to confirm their entry into the non-existent drawing. Now, when you point out that Jayco has been on Facebook for longer than a day, and that the page posting the giveaway has only one post, half of the time you'll get a sheepish, well, never hurts to try, as a response. It actually does hurt, though, because at a very minimum, liking and sharing these posts help con men find new victims. The end game of these, both of these scams is twofold. First of all, it lets them very quickly create a social media page with thousands or even tens of thousands of followers with almost no effort, which they can then sell to somebody else. That somebody can then rename that page to whatever they want and push advertising, fake news, propaganda, or some other kind of scam to an audience that has already proven itself susceptible to being tricked. The other, more immediately dangerous goal of these scams is to get you to click on a link either in the post itself or through the aforementioned direct message to, quote, confirm your entry into the fake giveaway. Now, this is an opportunity for the bad guys to give your phone or computer a hefty dose of super cyber herpes through malware exploits, with identity theft as a sure thing. When you see these social media scams in the wild, as you will undoubtedly do, be gentle with your friends who are inadvertently helping to spread them. Educate them about why they're bad, and help crowdsource a solution to the problem. Take a moment to report the pages to Facebook to help them get taken down. There's no way to completely eliminate cons like these, but at the very least, we can all do our part to hinder their success in locating new people to victimize. While falling for these new cons won't make your wallet a couple hundred bucks lighter and stick you with a pair of garbage speakers, 
Getting your identity stolen is a hell of a lot worse and much harder to recover from. As always, if it seems too good to be true, it almost always is, and it never hurts to try are the famous last words of a lot of people who end up with drained bank accounts and ruined credit. Don't be a sucker, and don't help this new lazy generation of ripoff artists find other suckers. So that's our show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it, and I encourage you to visit techweasel.com where I promise you will absolutely not get a dose of super cyber herpes on your computer or mobile device. However, you may find yourself falling down a bottomless pit of interesting podcasts, videos, and other content, so fairly warned EB says I. Until next time, thanks for listening.